You're listening to the Heal Better Fast podcast, dedicated to bridging the gap between alternative healthcare and mainstream medicine in utilizing everything good to help you feel great. We're glad you tuned in. Now here's your host, Dr. Michael Pound. Hey, Dr. Pound here with Heal Better Fast, and today in my interview with Dr. Natalie Beauchamp, we not only talk about simple, action-driven, natural health solutions for people on the go, but we go deep into what makes Dr. Beauchamp, Dr. Beauchamp. And for those of you who don't know, she is a chiropractor in Ottawa, Canada, and has been in practice for 23 years. She's a former professional natural figure bodybuilder, a wellness consultant, a speaker, radio and TV personality, and now author of the best-selling book, Hack Your Health Habits. As a holistic healthcare practitioner, she recognizes there isn't a one-size-fits-all solution for health and considers herself a no-nonsense get it done kind of doctor. And you better believe we're going to put that to the test today. So without further ado, please welcome Dr. Natalie. Hi, thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Dr. Michael. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm uh, like I said, I'm really happy to have you on the show today to talk about this massive encyclopedia of health, right? Yes, it's I just uh, started writing and then just kept writing and it ended up being a fairly thick book. Now, before we get into the book, I want to go a little bit of what led you into becoming a chiropractor? Oh, that's a, a, a long story and also a short story. Um, I grew up in a small town uh, in um, on in Quebec, uh, Canada. And because it was a small town, we didn't have a medical doctor, but we had a chiropractor at about a 30 minute drive. And anything that was wrong with anyone uh, seemed to uh, get fixed going to see the chiropractor. So I kind of grew up with that mindset and then went into uh, health in university and so forth. And at this time, I didn't speak English. And I just thought that chiropractic school were just in the U.S., but found out that we had a school in Canada and my English was getting a little bit better. So I figure, hey, you know, I always thought it was a really cool profession. I saw myself firsthand getting adjusted as well. So I became a chiropractor. And then what led you into actually writing the book and becoming an author? Uh, tired of repeating myself with my own patients. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, I, I deal a lot with that too. Yeah, I know yeah, how that I goes. Yeah, I bet you do. So, um, you know, as you know, when we see patients, they have questions. What should I eat? What should I do? And so forth. And I've always been uh, a student myself, always learning. I recently uh, did my um, uh, um, functional medicine certification. I'm constantly learning and reading. And I was you know, learning all of this great information, but being in full-time practice, I did not feel like I had time to teach people. So I thought, okay, well, let's sit down. And it, believe me, it didn't start uh, with the intention of being a 600-page page uh, book. Um, but like I said, I knew the questions patients were asking. So I just thought, you know, let's put it all into one to at least give a you know, great insight. And then if people want to dig deeper, um, let's say intermittent fasting, then, you know, they can specifically get a book on that. But people are busy and they don't have time to go read 10 books on intermittent fasting. So my goal was to decipher the information, give people the the right tools to get started. And then, you know, also references if they wanted to dig big, uh, dig deeper uh, into that topic. Well, that brings me to another question. What is the most common 
common question you get in practice? I think food. Food is big, you know, because there's a lot of media around what type of diet, uh, you know, people should follow. And if there's one message in the book, I think people will say is that, you know, I really want to make sure people understand that there is no one size fits all when it comes to health. So I think when people start wrapping their head around that concept that, you know, the fact that your best friend is on a ketogenic diet or a paleo diet or what whichever diet and they're doing fantastic, well, good for them. But maybe this is not the right way for you. And that goes a lot for food. It goes a lot for exercise and, uh, you know, a lot of uh, health-related, same thing with hormones. So I think people have to realize that we're all... Um, very, um, you know, different human beings. And because of our past health history, because of our past environments, our current environment, our stress level, we end up having um, needs that are very different uh, from one um, one another. And I think once people say, start understanding that concept that there's no one solution. And on top of that, you know, as we age, our needs may change. I know my personal need at my age right now are not the same than when I was 20 years old. So, you know, you need to adapt. You need to discover what works best for you, what gives you the most energy, what helps you sleep better, you know. So uh, people have to realize that, you know, it's a journey and that journey is defining, you know, the tools that you have around you to make you the best person that you can be. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, it sounds like you do a lot of nutrition in practice. um, And so that makes sense that people are asking about diet. Yeah, for sure. And and hormones and a lot more um, also about, you know, a lot of people live in in chronic pain as well. And they know they they also have digestive issues. So I would say uh, gut hormone and nutrition are probably the the top three uh, things that people ask questions about. Yeah, it's funny because I I have a pain management practice, and uh, so majority of my patients, the the big question is about sleep. You know, what what type of bed or what type of pillow should I be using? And which led me to create what I call the perfect fit pillow, which is like you said, there's not just one size fits all, and this is kind of a it's like a convertible pillow, so you can adjust it to be higher or lower or softer or more firm. And, uh, and if anyone wants more information about that, it's at perfectfitpillows.com. But uh, like you, there's just not one size fits all. Whenever anyone asks me about, you know, pillow or diet or anything like that, and, and then the next question, which I'm going to ask you is, well, what type of blank do you do? And so f- for you, what type of diet do you follow? I follow um, what we could call a low-carb diet or a modified ketogenic diet. That's what seems to work the best for me. And I also do uh, integrate quite a bit of intermittent fasting. I do fantastic on intermittent fasting as well. You know, that, that's very interesting because I'm, I'm kind of the same way I've done. I've kind of meddled with keto. I did some testing, you know, and it's, it's, it's very, for me, I found it, it took too much time just to think about what what to do with regards to keto. So I do more intermittent fasting, and I do kind of try and alternate, like you said, uh, just some healthy eating habits into my daily routine. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to go back to what you were saying prior, I literally, one of the keynote uh, lecture that I do is called It Depends. And I play with the crowd, you know, with 10 myths and, you know, true or false and all of the answers, you know, uh, by question number four or five people, I figured out that my answer is always it depends because it depends on the person, right? Right. Yep. And I would agree. That's probably the most common answer I give, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So let's go back to actually, let's go back to your practice. So what's one thing a majority of your patients struggle with? Um, I will say habits. And that brings me to, you know, the title of the book is Hacking Your Health Habits. So I did not want to have a book just on knowledge uh, or giving uh, information, but I think people are struggling the most with creating habits that are going to be sustainable and are going to give them momentum because everybody knows they should work out. Everybody knows they should eat better. Everybody knows they should go to bed, you know, and get eight hours of sleep. So I, I thought to myself, well, if everybody knows, why aren't, aren't we doing it? And the book focuses quite a bit on the integration of those habits. And I broke it down in, in three levels of habits because the other thing that I was seeing is, if people take on too much and they, they're not integrating the changes in a, in a logical, gradual manner, they're going to fail. And then they feel so bad about themselves. Oh, I can't do this and so forth. So it, I think you have to go with the small wins. So, you know, changing small habits at first gives you momentum, you know, the, the kind of like instead of a, the strength of a muscle, it's the strength of, of, an, of a habit that will give you momentum to potentially tackle um, bigger habits because if you're not ready mentally but also let's say somebody wants to do the elimination diet and they're deciding to to start now and their cupboards are full of the wrong foods and they don't have the right foods they're they're going to give up you know by the end of the day they're going to be hungry and they're going to reach for whatever food is is handy so that's just one example uh, but I think it's important for people to realize that some habits need more more planning, more commitment, more accountability than others to be able to to change. And I always say if we change one habit a month, and that's not too, too overwhelming, by the end of the year, you will have changed 12 of them. Well, that's starting to uh, really uh, give you momentum in really um, bettering your, your lifestyle. Yeah, and I love, well, you brought up the word failure. And, and so this can be a little bit discouraging when people are starting out or trying to change habits. But in reality, you know, the way I look at it is I try and uh, try and think of it more as it's, it's not necessarily a failure, maybe that someone had something that they weren't, that wasn't on their list. They didn't blow up everything. It's just about getting back on track. So uh, maybe for, maybe a good good for our listeners to hear from you is maybe is there a what's the least healthy food that you ate this week but i guess in the big scheme of things if i am uh craving for something i i try to follow i don't do uh, dairy much but if i you know will be wanting a treat it might be um uh cheese uh, or something like that so we have a local um cheese factory not far from where i live and there cheese is is really tasty so now consider cheese bad or or good i think it's all relative right. um i know personally that um 
I I don't know. Uh, it's always been like that for me that I'm not a sweets person. You know, I'll have a, a piece of dark chocolate uh, once in a while. But for me to say, oh, my God, I need ice cream, I need this, I have, you know, it's not in my habits anymore. So I, I you know, don't feel like it's I'm missing out on anything because of it. So. So who was this book written for? The book was written for um, the actually one of the the character that we included in the book. Uh, her name is Catherine. She's 42 years old. She's got two kids. She's got a fairly stressful job, but she's trying to stay active and do the right things and educate her girls and, you know, set them right for their own habits. Uh, she's educated, loves to read, and, and is always trying new things to uh, make sure that she stays healthy and, and her family as well. So it, tri- tip, it it is truly who this book is written for. Great. And if you could add or maybe subtract one thing from the book, what would it be? Add, funny that you say that because somebody asked me today about um, what I thought of essential oils and so forth. So I guess, you know, I could have included um, a a chapter on the benefits of uh, essential oils. Removing one, I don't think I would, actually. Yeah, you've got all the information in there, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, And what was the last book you read that wasn't your own book? Oh, I read, I read, I read. I'm actually staring at my bookshelf right now, so I can answer you. It was, uh, I'm currently reading The Power of Meaning, Crafting a Life That Matters by Emily um, Esfahani Smith. Um, And she's telling her story of how um, she grew up and how, um, you know, I guess she had parents that were way ahead of their time and how she's been on a journey to discover her meaning for, for, for her life. So I thought it was really interesting. I'm about halfway through. Oh, that's great. And our listeners, this is kind of a really in-depth kind of behind the scenes look at authors. So uh, if you can, or if, if you're so inclined, could you share with us one thing that maybe you're struggling with right now? Uh, I would say time management. So, uh, yes. uh, <laughs> like a lot of busy entrepreneurs and, you know, or, or busy people that have, you know, all the plates we're trying to, to spin, um, is just um, time management and be satisfied that at the end of the day, even if I didn't do everything that I had set, down, set out to do, I can go to sleep and just continue the, the next day. So I, I say just to let go at the end of the day of the things that I did get done. And, and be okay with it. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I think, like you said, we, we kind of all try and figure out how to get more done in less time. And, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes we can kind of, it, it's uh, a good analogy is the garage, right? We've heard this analogy before. When your garage is messy, you, it's hard. You can't park things in it. You can't th- even think. I'm, I, at least when my garage is messy, I have a hard time. Another question for you. How many copies of the book do you have in your home right now? <laughs> Actually, just about twenty copies. So oh, we're not you. doing too 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 bad on on that front. We do have a, a storage facility for for the books to be distributed. So at least I don't have to worry about that part. So, what is one or two pieces of actionable advice that you can give our listeners to hack their health this week? So 
the first thing I would say is look at your morning routine because I know from myself and interviewing a lot of um, successful people, and, and when I say success, I'm not referring to money, just happiness and so forth. People that have a good uh, morning routine, and in the book I call it our personal prime time, um, are just so much more productive and happy and focused for the day. So if you feel like you're rushing out of the house and never ready or, or not able to do your workout or your meditation and so forth, I would say I would challenge people to um, put the alarm to uh, half an hour earlier tomorrow morning and take that time to do, uh, you know, 10 minutes of meditation, 10 minutes of hit exercise and 10 minutes of, you know, preparing your, your smoothie or whatever you do, if it's food or reading. Um, and, you know, in order to be good at that uh, going to bed 30 minutes earlier is also important because we are not cutting on sleep and see how they feel uh, after a week or two weeks of doing this if their clarity, their focus and their energy is better and I can almost guarantee you that if people include that and I, I mean we're not perfect sometimes it happens that you can't but if you do it more often than not I think people would definitely find a big difference in their mindset and their um, energy so that's a big one that I would say um, and the second one um, I mean is in line with this is it's sleep and making sure that the quality and the length of sleep because we are really in a society of busy busy and you you know, it's almost almost a badge of, of honor if you're busy and if you're, you know, burning the candles by both hands kind of thing. So I think people don't or, or it's become cliche how sleep is important. But, you know, you can exercise, you can eat well, you can have all of those things. But if you're not recharging your battery at night, and I often compare it to our, our we plug in our cell phones, you know, for the battery to recharge, well, we've got to do the same thing. And when we don't, gut issues, hormone issue imbalances and health uh, can really um, deteriorate and the person is, you know, trying hard, but missing that point, I think, is, is key. So, you know, ditch the TV at night or whatever keeps you up longer than it should and get that rest that, uh, that you need. Right. And in your book, you've kind of broken it into 12 sections. The section that I found interesting or that stuck out to me was the section four on toxins. And it kind yeah. of reminds me as when, when, I was in, when I was in graduate school and we were talking about nutrition and they start talking about organic, non-organic, just everything. I mean, it seems like mm -hmm. there's nothing that you can eat or drink or even breathe without getting mm -hmm. some sort of toxic exposure. So... <laughs> How does one live in this world and with, with all these toxins and kind of keep that balance without being paranoid that they're... Yeah, they're, yeah. They're that one is, a, is definitely, definitely a, a tough one. Just, uh, I think it was last December, I was listening to um, the, the docu-series GMO Revealed, uh, which is a great series for, for the listener to get their hands on. A little bit depressing, I have to say, though, of what we've been doing to our food chain and, 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 the, and the planet uh, itself. But, you know, we have to go with the things that we can control. So food is, is one component, but um, I think people also don't realize 
um, beauty products, how much, uh, I'll say the word crap, they're putting on their body and everything that we put on our skin gets absorbed through, uh, through our, our, you know, circulatory system and, and gets um, inside of us so quickly. And then also the cleaning products and all of the stuff that we're using. Uh, if you look at TV commercials, you know, it just, it's, it's all about beauty products and cleaning products and so forth. And, you know, you kind of get even desensitized to the facts. Okay, what is actually, like we're reading labels of food so much more now, but people are still not reading the labels of the products that are putting uh, onto their body because, you know, we're being sold, you know, looking good and, and, and looking younger and smelling good in your house and, and all of that stuff. So I think the toxic load, yes, sure, we have to look at a diet, but we have to look our, at our environment as well. And, and that component, I find we probably have more control uh, than we think. Another common question I get asked is about vitamins, and you do have a section, section five, regarding vitamins and uh, even supplementation. So, and I love the quote in the book. Uh, it says, "So many people spend their health gaining wealth, and then have to spend their wealth to regain their health." Mm-hmm. Uh, so, let's talk a little bit about the supplementation. Um, how does one know when they need vitamins or what type of vitamins they should be choosing? Yeah, that's that's a that's a really really important question. So, I always say food first. So I'm not gonna say to someone to you know that taking whichever vitamin is as a license for them not to get um, uh, nutrient dense food and quality food. So we always want to get our vitamins and minerals from our food. But the reality is it it is hard to do. So there are four that I suggest to. to patient. I call them the fantastic four. So a good multivitamin, and when I say good, is obviously uh, more uh, a nutraceutical that has um, high quality and is not loaded with fillers and binders as well. Um, then a good probiotic to make sure that our gut flora um, is is healthy. Vitamin D, um, Michael, you're you're on the West Coast. You have more sun than me in Ottawa. So for us, um, it's very important, especially through the winter, that we take vitamin D. And I always suggest my patients to get tested at the end of our summer, which you know technically their vitamin D storage should be at their highest. And it's even after the summer, it's amazing to see how many people are are deficient. And then the last ones are, uh, the last vitamins I I would suggest are omega-3s, knowing that our North American diets are so high in 6 and 9, ratio is distorted, and when it is, then it creates more inflammation in the body. Uh, Yes, we can eat fish uh, also, but again, you have to be careful with the farm fish, and I don't think anyone can eat as as much fish as they probably would need to to have a good ratio. And then when it uh, it's, depends on the person, whatever else they may need. I'm a big fan of getting tested uh, for your um, uh, essential fatty acid levels, vitamin D levels. I know there's tests like uh, organic acid tests that people can do that will measure your vitamin uh, and mineral levels because we can guess all we want, uh, but I think it's it's you know, we, 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 um, we're going to act on more specifically if we know what the levels are and we measure and we can adapt accordingly. 
Yeah, you know, when everyone thinks omega-3s, we think fish. I actually like supplementing with chia seeds. You know, it's easy to put mm-hmm, in, a, mm-hmm. in, a, yeah. you know, in a lot of things. I can use that and get omegas for, uh, my omegas from chia seeds. Yeah, the absorption, uh, or, or the, you need a lot more, but definitely flaxseed and chia seeds are, 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 are a good source uh, of omega-3. It just you, you need a, a lot more. You know, you've got to you got to have some variety in life, I believe, right? You got to be able to. <laughs> and that's another very good point that, you know, I, I think we have a tendency to eat the same thing all the time, right? So even I sometimes I'll go to the grocery store and I I have my little routine that I do, and if I know I have more time, I'm like, nope, you're gonna you're gonna do all well, not necessarily all the aisles where uh, you know the processed stuff is, but fruits and vegetables, and I I'm forcing myself to look at. A other options, other, uh, you know, other things that I've never tried. So just that variety, every color of a fruit or a vegetable, people have to understand that it brings different nutrition. So eating the color of the rainbow is is so, so, so crucial to try to get all of those different um, minerals and, and vitamins. Well, Dr. Natalie, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and talking about the book. And anyone who's out there who wants to be part of the Health Hacker Revolution, just get on her website. And where would you tell people to go to find out more about you or to find your book? Uh, easy enough, the title of the book, so hackyourhealthhabits.com or Dr. Natalie Beauchamp, but, you know, French spelling a name is not easy, so hackyourhealthhabits.com, definitely. I have tons of free resources, playbook uh, to go with the book as well. I have a, a seven-day challenge that people can take to get a workout, a meditation, and uh, also nutrition advice that they can implement daily. So there's tons of free information for people because like you mentioned earlier, my goal is to really um, get going um, and motivate people to become health hackers. And I know your mission is in line uh, with that as well. Uh, So the more of us uh, do this, the more uh, we can stay motivated together as well and encourage each other. I think we can all learn from each other as well. All right. Thanks for your time today on the show and wish you the best. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Heal Better Fast podcast at www.healbetterfast.com.